Well, good morning. Good morning. It is good to see each and every one of you here this morning. It is good. It is good. Uh, welcome to Beecher Island. This is uh, uh, the Sunday before Christmas, so I want to say Merry Christmas. Uh, uh, we will join together again Christmas Eve, and I want to invite every one of you to come to that. Um, probably one of my most favorite uh, services is Christmas Eve. Uh, partially because I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Allow things to take. No, I'm joking. It is just a wonderful time to, to gather up and just um, praise. Praise our King. Uh, praise our Savior. It's, a, it's an amazing uh, time to just uh, unite and realize a Savior was born. And so uh, come 6.30. Uh, don't come at 7. You'll be late. So 6.30. Come join us. Um, uh, I, I do want to throw into that really put the annual meeting on your calendar. We, we, uh, we want you here for that. We, we want you to be a part of that. Um, so put that on your calendar. We, we truly invite you to come and, and, and give your input into that and, and uh, listen to what's going on in the church because this is all for all of us. Not, not for me, not for just the elders, but all of us. We are a body. A body of believers, and that's why we gather here. And so we want you a part of that body in making decisions. And so write that on your calendar. Come join us. Uh, we want you here. Um, man, the Christmas program last week. Uh, before, I, before I jump at anything, if you were a child and you were, if you are a child and you were part of the Christmas program, I want you to stand up right now. I, I, don't all oh, you look at me like you're, all you children, stand up if you were part of it. I'm going to call my daughter. Listen, stand up. <laughs> Listen, you guys did an amazing job. I want you to seriously hear that because you all did an amazing job. You worked hard to learn your lines. You worked hard to, to come every Sunday prepared. Awesome job. Okay, we're going to give you another round of applause. Give you another. All right, now you can sit down. Now here's the second part. If you're an adult and you helped out with the Christmas program, I want you to stand up now. If you had any part in helping with that, stand up. You're worse than the kids. Stand up. Because we want to recognize you. Stand up. You're all right. There we go. There we go. Hey, listen. Yeah, we'll give around the phone. Every one of you had a huge impact on these kids. And I just want to say thank you, adults, for jumping in. Because that was not an easy task of... 49 kids that were part of, 46, 49 kids that were part of that on Sunday. Amazing, amazing. So listen, I, I, seriously to all you adults, fantastic job. Thank you for being dedicated to these kids. And parents and grandparents, thank you for allowing them to do that. What, a, what an awesome day it was. If you missed it and you want to see it, get with me. I have a link. Uh, it's not out there for everybody to see. Um, you have to have a link to get to it. Um, just protecting our kids, I guess we'll say in that. But, uh, but we have a link that if you want to see that, talk with me. I was going to point you to Adam today, but he is sick today. So um, uh, if you want to see it, 
Yeah, it went out in an email, so uh, check your email too, out too. But if you're if you're new with us and are not on the email yet, let us know. We want to get you that link. So, uh, so many smiles this morning, man. Is uh, I saw y'all coming in, and even this right now, so many smiles. It's awesome. It's awesome, and it, and it brings great cheer to me. And and uh, what a true blessing it is to get together. To, to get to gather together every Sunday. And, and what a blessing it is to, to praise our King uh, right here. And, and I thank you for choosing Beecher Island. The elders and I thank you for choosing Beecher Island as the doors to walk through. The doors to walk through to come and praise our King. To praise our Savior. And, and we welcome you. I don't care if you've been here longer than everybody else. We still welcome you. It's a blessing to have every person here. And we just thank you for, for being here. And, and, and I will tell you, you all know that have been coming here for a while, that Beecher's a little different. It's good, though. Beecher Island is a little different, but it's different in a good way. And we give God all the glory for that. We give God all the glory for everything He does right here. And for making us an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. There's the smiles. Yeah. <laughs> That's who we are. It's good. Um, it's good. It's good. And I, and I want to challenge you this morning. Um, I, I've, I've asked before for you to be praying for an individual in your life that is not a believer. And, and I've asked you to be praying for them and praying for their walk and, and, and to, to write their name down and to, to put it somewhere where you see it every day and you pray for them in the morning, you pray for them at night. And so, so we've encouraged you to do that. But I want to challenge you today that if you believe that at Beecher Island, God's truth is spoken. If you believe that at Beecher Island, you're loved as Christ calls us to love each other, I want you to invite somebody to Beecher Island. I want you to invite them. If they say no, it's okay. Ask again, okay? <laughs> invite them to come. Uh, uh, we, we, uh, we want every person to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And we, we, uh, if you're new with us, or you're listening online and you're looking for a church, I want to challenge you to this too. <coughs> Give us three weeks. Give us three weeks to come and, and, and to get to know Beecher Island and us get to know you. <coughs> we want to encourage you to come three weeks. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. We'll pray for you to find the right church. But give us three weeks. And if you invite somebody, encourage them to come for three weeks. I don't know what it's about three weeks, but I'll try not to mess it up in those three weeks, okay? But, but three weeks... <laughs> have them come for three weeks because just as I said, we want we want all people in our community to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And that's really been on my heart. That's I think where we're going over this next year is, is man, I want to get outside of these walls. I want to get outside of these walls and I, and I want to have an effect on our community with the Kingdom of God. And we want to invite every person it doesn't matter what they look like, what they've done, what they dress like or smell like, or what people say of them. We want them here. We want them here, and, and we want to fellowship with them. We want to praise our King with them. And so, all walks of life, invite them. 
We want them here. We want to journey with them. <clears throat> and uh, today I'm going to take a break from uh, the Gospel of John. And uh, we're going to set it aside for a week. And we're going we're gonna to focus on Christmas, if that's okay. Uh, I can remember as a kid the anticipation on Christmas Eve. I can remember the, the anticipation that I had for, for Christmas morning. And, and, and opening up presents. I, I, can just, I can feel that anticipation in me right now. That giddy feeling inside of me of just waiting. And the anticipation. Kind of like a, a, a roller coaster. A big old roller coaster. You know how you're chugging up to the top. Clicks or whatever. You know? And you're just about to break over the top. And that anticipation of the whoo. Right? Like that giddy feeling inside of you. I was thinking about that this week. And man, I, I, the more I thought about the anticipation that I had as a kid for Christmas, the more I could feel it. I say all that because I can't imagine the feeling of excitement that Mary and Joseph had. As they were waiting for this baby to be born. The, the excitement and the anticipation that they had to have had must have been mind-blowing. This child was prophesied. Isaiah 7.14 reads, Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call His name Emmanuel. Man. To have the Old Testament writings, and, and to be able to, to understand what's un unfolding and taking place right there at that time. Had it been amazing, but I don't want to jump ahead here because I don't think Mary understood right off the bat. But if you will, turn over with me to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, and I will tell you, we're just going to read one verse there, and then we're going to jump over to the Gospel of Luke. Matthew chapter 1, and while you're turning there, let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You, I thank You for this morning. I thank You for each individual here this morning. I thank You that that we have gathered in Your name. Not anybody else. Not, no other reason but for You. And I just pray this morning that Your truth be spoken. And, and if it's not Your truth, that it falls to the ground and nobody walks out of here or, or, or takes it with them, Lord, but they take Your truth with them. Lord, I thank You. I thank You for Your Word. And it's in Your name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Alright, Matthew chapter 1. And we're going to read uh, verse 18. And it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After His mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. What a statement! Not much detail. But a tremendous statement. See, that's why I say we got to go to the Gospel of Luke. Let's go look at some detail. Go with me to, to, to Luke chapter 1. And I will tell you that I read through, through Luke several times this week. I, I read through the first several chapters of it, and, and it just um, stopped me in my tracks. I probably don't read those first chapters often enough. <laughs> 
uh, the detail that's laid out there. Uh, uh. And I know that we all know this account. I know that we all know the, the, the birth of Jesus. But please don't take it lightly this morning. Please don't take it lightly. Don't, don't take the details of it lightly. Put yourself in the shoes of Mary and Joseph as they journey. As, as, as all this is put upon them. So Luke 1, and we're going to start in verse 26. Verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. <coughs> and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to the city Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believes, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. We're going to stop right there. The detail that is laid in there is amazing. And I'll promise you right now, we don't have this, the, the time this morning to, to, to look at all the detail. But I want to encourage you to read the first several chapters of Luke this week. Several times if you can. <sighs> can you imagine the anticipation? Can you imagine the, 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 the anticipation that Mary has... Yet at first, I think she had to be scared. I mean, we know that she was afraid when the angel approached her. 
But I, I bet she felt every emotion that is humanly possible to feel when all this was taking place. Once she knew that she was with baby by the Holy Spirit, <laughs> she had to be filled with such excitement and anticipation that I think only a mother can understand. I, I'll tell you what, as a, as a male, I, I can't fathom it. I, I mean, I've watched my wife be so excited uh, through her pregnancies and the anticipation of this baby. And I, I know that we have like three women who are, who are pregnant, uh, expecting in our own church, and, and the anticipation that they're facing or having right now. I, I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine. But maybe, maybe the ladies of our church can understand that anticipation. It had to be amazing. And it has to be amazing for women. But as Mary was going to give birth to not just any baby, but the Savior of the world. The anticipation had to be unreal. <laughs> Mary gets to see that she was told truth by Gabriel when she goes to see Elizabeth. Though Elizabeth was, was pregnant in her later years, maybe a hundred years old, and <laughs> here she is pregnant. She got to see the truth laid out, but when she went in to meet Elizabeth, it reads, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greetings, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. I read something the other day that I really liked, and it said, um, it said, you know what? The first person to praise Jesus was a baby in a womb. You ever thought about that? The first person to praise Jesus was John the Baptist as a baby in the womb. Man, man, the praise started from the very beginning. I want you to know that <clears throat> Mary was not, can I say not very pregnant? I don't know if that's the right term. She had just conceived, we'll say that. And here, John the Baptist is leaping in the womb, praising his Lord that is also in the womb. That just amazed me. I, 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 yeah, I love that thought. You see, I tell you all this because I think at this point Mary had to know that she was carrying a baby that was special. Not just special. I think at this point she, she had to start understanding what was going on. And we know that there are many more details of this account. And I talk about details all the time, but the details of this account had to have been, they're amazing. And the details of, of Joseph and Mary becoming united as husband and wife. The, the journey that they, they took to Bethlehem the detailed orchestration of our God sending His one and only Son to this earth. 
to be in the flesh, to dwell among us. The, the detailed orchestration uh, of the Old Testament prophecies being fulfilled step by step as Emmanuel was born. And now all this excitement and anticipation is now laying in a feed trough, wrapped in clothes. Not a, not a glamorous sight. I, I think when, when we do the nativity scene, we try to make it all look pretty. It's not pretty. I guarantee there was manure on the ground right there beside Jesus. It was real. It was amazing. For the last several months, I've really been preaching on praising our Savior. On really pouring our hearts out in praise. And as I, I read through the first couple of chapters of Luke, I couldn't help but stop every time there was praise given. And let me tell you, every time somebody come in the presence of the Lord, even if He was still in the womb, they gave great praise. Amazing praise. And I, and I had to think about this. Are we taking time out of our day to just praise Him? I mean, not because something happened or, or because, you know, something went good. But just are we taking time out of our day because He is in our presence to praise Him? I, I just think about that and I, I can't help but as I read through these chapters to see the praise that's poured out. And that's just what hit me. And I, I, I was thinking of it in terms of, of our day night here. I, I, um, if you don't know, we pass out date night cards uh, from Beecher Island, and we give out one a month to couples. And if you've gotten one, you've heard the, the strings that are attached to it, but I'm going to share the strings with everybody. Uh, and I, I don't know if I should call it strings attached, but the way it works, though, is, is that it's date night, okay? It, it is, you cannot attach anything to it. You cannot go get groceries and then go on the date. You cannot go check cows and then go on the date. You cannot go get parts from the parts house and then go on the date, okay? It is you are going on this date with your spouse. No kids, no pets, no friends, no double dating. It is just you two. Leave your phones at home, okay? That's date night. So if you end up with a date night card, those are the rules that go along with it. And if you're not following those rules, you don't get another one, okay? <laughs> but that's, that's date night. Just the two of you. Do we do that with Jesus? Do we, do we set everything else aside? Do we set all the distractions aside? And just praise Him. Just spend time with Him. I have to tell you, i got to work on it. i got to work on it. Not let there be other distractions in my life as I go and praise my Savior. 
Maybe that's why it's on my heart so much right now is because it's something I need to work on. I tell you all this because the praise for Jesus doesn't stop as He grows up. The praise for Jesus doesn't stop when He starts into His ministry. Now there's those that hated Him, but there were many who praised Him. And the praise didn't stop when He hung on a cross. You see, uh, our Christmas program made me realize something. And it was a different Christmas program that I've ever seen in my life. Because usually the Christmas program focuses on the baby of Jesus. And people walk out just knowing Jesus as a baby. But our Christmas program here, when it unfolded, it showed the story, the account. Don't say story, right? <laughs> the account of Jesus' life here on earth. It wasn't just about the birth. The birth is very important. And the birth had to happen. The birth from a, a, a virgin woman had to happen. But it didn't stop there. And as the Christmas program continued to unfold, we got to see the whole account of Jesus as He started to minister. And the miracles that took place. And man, did He perform some miracles, didn't He? Performed some amazing miracles and He gave a great teaching. And as the, the Christmas program went on, we got to see and be told about His death. And as I was watching the Christmas program, I don't know if anybody else paid attention, but the tomb sat over here. But the cross was right beside it and it wasn't even a, a prop. It's fixed there. But the kids told us about Jesus dying on a cross for you. The kids told us that, that He was laid in a tomb for you. The, the kids told us that, that He didn't stay there though and that the rock, the tomb, the stone, that's what I'm trying to get to, the stone that was covering it went far, far away because we didn't have a tomb covering. <laughs> but it went away. And Jesus wasn't inside that tomb anymore for you. And they told us that He raised three days after being in that tomb. And then 40 days later, He ascended to heaven to go and prepare a place for you. The whole gospel of Jesus Christ was laid out in the Christmas program. And I say all this because I want you to know this. This Christmas, be thankful for the birth, but don't let it just be about the birth. Don't let it just be about the birth, and, but Jesus growing. Because you know what? They said this. They said the greatest news on earth. Did I do that right, Casey? <laughs> See, the greatest news on earth was not the birth. It was great news, but it wasn't the total news. 
A scripture was quoted, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that is the greatest news on earth. Is that, did I do it right? Yeah. <laughs> it is the greatest news. That is the greatest news on earth. And man, I don't want to keep it contained anymore. I don't want to contain it in this building. I don't want to contain it in my heart. I don't want us containing it anymore. And if you're not, man, praise the Lord. But if you are, let's open the hatch. Let's roll the stone away. Let's open up our mouths and our hearts to tell people about the greatest news on earth. And that is that Jesus Christ died for them. You see, the greatest gift that we can ever receive is the gift of Jesus Christ coming into our heart. The greatest gift that we can ever receive is Jesus coming into our heart. Why wouldn't we want to give that gift? We can't give it, but share people, share with people that gift. That gift of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's what hit me in all this. And if them kids can stand up here and give the gospel, why can't I? Why can't I go out there and give the gospel? It's easy for me to do it right here. It's easy for me to get, somewhat easy for me to get up here and preach the gospel to you. But let's do it out there too. You see, I talked about Beecher Island as I first started, and I, and, 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 I, and I love Beecher Island because we can come here and I feel like love is poured out. But you know what? We come here for Him and we come here to fill our tank. Because when we go out in that world and we try to shine the light of Jesus Christ, our tank will run empty. It will run empty. And so when we gather back up here every Sunday and praise Him and worship Him and lift each other up, our tank gets filled again so we can go back out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. The whole gospel. Not just the birth. Not just the cross. Not just the tomb. But the whole gospel. That He is the gift. That He is everything. And that He did die for you. That He is giving you an open invitation to come to Him. So I'm going to invite the music team up and we're going to sing here in just a minute, but I just want to tell you this. If you have not received the greatest gift that's ever, ever been given and ever will be given, today's the day. Today's the day to open up your heart and accept that gift. And that gift is for every person who has ever walked this earth and ever will walk this earth. You see, but it comes down to this. It comes to a choice. Your choice. Your choice to choose Jesus or not. Your choice to allow Him into your heart. It's your choice to confess Jesus as Lord. To believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. Because Romans 10.9 says that if you do that, you will be saved. It's the truth. It's the truth. You will be saved. So if you have not confessed Jesus as Lord, today's the day. And if you've confessed Him, go share the greatest gift there is. 
this week and every week to follow. I don't want to be just about here anymore. I want to be about outside of these walls in our community, sharing the greatest gift there ever has been. Because you know what? I think there's people out there with that same anticipation that I talked about at the beginning. They just don't know why they're anticipating. They just don't know why. They have that feeling inside of them. But as soon as you share God's Word with them, the Gospel of Jesus Christ, they will see why they've had such anticipation. Because now, they'll have eternal life forever. That relationship with Jesus is not just for here, but that relationship is forever. It tells us for eternity. Let's share it. And if you're accepting Jesus Christ for the first time this morning, I want to encourage you to come and pray with me as we stand and sing, because it is a glorious day. And let's share Jesus Christ this week. Father God, I thank You. I thank You for Jesus. I thank You that You sent Your Son to this earth to walk, to journey, to be the perfect, perfect sacrifice for us. Because there's no way we could have done it. We thank You, Jesus, for dying for us. We thank You, Jesus, for hanging on a cross and, and being beat before He even got there, but then crucified. So we took that bread and cup this morning. I pray that we understand that it's all because of You and You alone that we have a life. Lord, help us to share that. The greatest gift You have given, salvation. And I pray that we share that with our community, with the world. Man, Lord, what a gift. And I just thank You for it. I thank You for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you need prayers, please come forward. I'd love to pray.